Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody. It is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is now D1 Speaks. Hey, we got a big show tonight, a show I've really been looking forward to. We've got Josh Fox with us. He's a 24 uncommitted. Hey, Josh, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Hi, Alan. Hey, man, I'm so glad you could join us. I think this is going to be a fantastic conversation. Why don't you kind of kick it off for us? Maybe kind of give us an idea of your GPA in high school, where you go to high school, any, any travel teams that you've played for, and ultimately, what got you into playing baseball? Yeah, Alan. Um, my GPA stands at around a 2.8 right now. Hopefully, it's going to go up to a 3.1 with what grade's looking at right now. Um, right now, I play for Whitehall High School in Pennsylvania. It's a small little town next to Allentown. And um, yeah, so I used to play for a couple of travel teams. Bayonne, New Jersey, where I was originally from. I moved up here um, three years ago. Played for Stadium Sports, New Jersey. Um, we did pretty good. And then when I moved up here about a year or two later, I played for PA Shockers. They were a really good team. Um, I didn't pursue it. had a surgery with my heart. And um, it be, about a couple months later, it was 100% successful rate. Um then I stopped playing for a little bit and um, trained on my own, uh, did everything I could training-wise. And now we're looking at now playing for Sandlaw Academy, and uh, that's based in Scran, PA. Um, but yeah, I started baseball from a young age because... Um, when I was adopted, I used to be in foster care for a couple years um, until I was six. I found a house, a foster house that I never knew I would be adopted into. But um, I had my mom, well, my foster mom at the time, uh, she, uh, she was throwing me a ball and I threw it way over her. <laughs> and um, she was like, right then and there, I need to sign you up for baseball. And that's basically what started my baseball career. Hey, man, that's pretty cool. So obviously a couple things that you touched on here that are really, really very interesting. Um, so tell us a little about the heart surgery. Oh, yeah. So I was born with um, – it was called Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome. It's an extra valve in your heart, so it makes your heart beat two times as much as should should normally be. So I had to deal with that. But we didn't know until I came – six years old into my foster home because my biological parents never really followed up on it and no one knew about this it was all out of a sudden and then one day my heart was racing really fast and at baseball when I was like six and a half years old and I felt like I was going to pass out and then we went to the hospital and they told me that I was born with an extra valve and so this is obviously when you were very, very young, and this was at the time, maybe your foster care mom before she had fully adopted you. So 
what led to the heart surgery? I mean, like, were, at the time, were they just saying, okay, this is just something you need to be aware of, and we're just going to keep track of you, you know, annually? Or, you know, I mean, what ultimately led to the surgery? So the surgery led from my doctor, Brian O'Connor, my cardiologist. Um, he did not want to mess with my body at the time because I was still growing. And he thought that in my teenage years, we always knew it was going to be a surgery in my teenage years because he wanted me to still grow and develop so nothing could happen. But um, so it became that point when I was 16 that um, I needed to get the surgery because it can really affect me long-term. So throughout the process of when I was little to the surgery, I would be on the heart monitors every so often months. I needed to check up, had to do a pace test, um, uh, needed to do a cardiologist test, which was you had to run two miles on the treadmill. You had to hold the heart monitor for a couple of days to follow your heart rate and how's your body doing. And that's basically what it was. Okay, man, I got you. All right, so at 16, had the heart surgery, and now you are 17, 18? How old are you? I'm 17 now, and I will be 18 in January. Gotcha. Okay, all right. Well, fantastic, man. It sounds like you're doing really, really well. My understanding is, and we can get into this just a little bit, hey, you were playing baseball this weekend. You were, you were a guest for another team. Yeah, um, I was a guest for the Sandlot Academy. It's based in Scranton, PA. And uh, we were going to Howell, New Jersey, and I was supposed to pitch for the playoff game, do some what I got to do as my position in right field and batting-wise, batting number two. Um, we were versing Alliance Baseball. That was the team. So it rained out on Saturday and had to follow up with the March Madness-type style the next day on Sunday. So at nine o'clock we played, it was a one elimination, you're out. It was that type of game. And um, we ended up losing three, two, but I'd say I did a pretty good job on my part. I was in right field. I made a good out. It was a, it was a really, um, it was a big out because the runner on third base was going home and stopped him from getting that one run that would ultimately cost us, a big game right there. And I went three for three batting. Um, one of our fellow teammates got out during the run because it was just a bad hit towards um, in the middle of shortstop and third base. So he got caught up, but that would eventually almost make us win. But altogether, it was a great game other than losing. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like you had a fantastic game. It's a shame you didn't get to pitch. I mean, that's the way it works. So that's sometimes baseball and mother nature for whatever reason, they don't, they don't want to be friends. So let me ask you something, Josh. I mean, primarily you're a pitcher. Yeah, primarily. All right. So what is, uh, so what are some of your strengths and, and maybe something that you're working on as well? Oh, my strength is just always never giving up through any type of environment that I've been in. Um, it's been a lot with baseball and life. It's two different lives for me. It's it's um, dealing with going through visits with bio parents when I was younger to almost leaving my situation, going back to my bio parents, which would have been an ultimate failure. And um, 
but thank God that never happened. I say my biggest strength is never giving up, even when times are hard. I think I quit baseball for a couple months um, when times were rough in Pennsylvania. But a couple weeks later, I figured out to myself, this is not what I wanted. I love baseball. I feel like I was born with the baseball in my heart. I just knew everything was wrong when I wasn't playing baseball. So I trained on myself. Um, and another thing I would say, my strength is being humbled. I've never been the type of person to put anyone down. I, I thought of myself always as a helper or anyone that someone can come to when they need help. And um, I remember when I won the 2017 Memorial Jim Burke Award, it was for our coach that had died, and I ended up being selected as um, our as our uh, player that for the team, MJ Desmond's in Cal Ripken, Bayonne, New Jersey. I won for our coach, basically, and it was a really um, exciting moment because uh, our coach really dug into uh, my, my standpoint at who I was as a player and I won because I had a great um great pitching season. I had in one game of the playoffs, twelve strikeouts in a row. <laughs> and um that was a big thing for me. And I also he looked at was that whole season I would always help kids. What and I would always help myself, whether it was me asking for a coach, what did I do wrong? What can I do to fix it? Or it was me showing someone how to hold ball and pitch it. Man, that's really cool stuff, Josh. Yeah, you you have certainly uh, kind of come through a lot. And I love the way you put it, that it's almost like two lives and a baseball in my heart. I mean, you, it's a lot of good uh, phrases that have powerful meanings, you know, behind them. I really can appreciate your story more and more. So, Josh, let me ask you something in regards to just pitching and, uh, pitching and so forth. Just so that we have a sense of, of who you are, give us some measurables like height and weight. Yeah, um, I'm six feet. Some days I'm six feet one. Depends what day it is. Um, I weigh 185 right now. Okay. And then, uh, like, what, what, what are the pitches you throw? My favorite pitch I throw is um, my screwball. But with all of my arsenal, I throw a fastball, two-seam, slider, and a screwball. Okay. I like that. What's, and everybody always loves to, to talk about velo. So what's, what's the velocity on the fastball? My velocity on my fastball is around 81, topped out as um, almost reaching 82 at one point. It was 82. Um, from then on, I clocked out. That was a couple of months ago. I think I could be standing at 83 right now. Okay, and, and tell to us some about this screwball. How'd you pick it up? Where'd it come from? And why is it your favorite pitch? Oh, yeah. Um, I remember watching a game. It was from the old days back in the 70s with my grandpa. And I asked him, I said, what, what type of pitch is that? And he told me it was called a screwball. And I said, how do you throw that? And he told me I had a baseball right next to me because he was catching with me. And he showed me the grip. And he said, all you do is reverse your arm. I said, what does that even mean, Grandpa? And he showed me, and that was when I was 12, 13 years old. And I probably shouldn't have done it at a young age, but I genuinely progressed into throwing it. 
and just kept working on it until I was about 16 where I really fully developed how to throw that screwball. And, um, yeah, that's why it's my favorite pitch because no one really expects it. It comes in to, a uh, let's say, a righty, and it looks like it's going towards you, and out of nowhere it breaks suddenly, and it's, it's, um, it's a loop. It's like a loop going into the other side of the glove, and when it goes to a lefty, it's two inside. When you hit it, you're... You're either hitting um, a foul ball, or you're going to you're going to pop it up. And I, I wouldn't say I'm a hundred percent accurate with it. I'd say I'm around eighty to eighty-five percent with it. I'm still working on it. I'm only seventeen, so uh, I feel like with a great pitching program and a pitching coach, I'd definitely get it down to ninety ninety-five percent. Heck yeah, absolutely. And I love it. It came from your grandfather, man. Grandpa, that's a great memory in itself right there. Great oh, story, yeah. man. Thank you, Josh. Hey, anyone that's uh, joining, thank you so much for being here. We absolutely appreciate it. If you did get in late, don't worry about it. We record this space, so we'll be able to uh, retweet it out in its entirety, and you can hear it from the beginning. So tonight we're speaking with Josh Fox. He's got an incredible story. He's a 24 uncommitted primary pitcher. He's had some health adversities that he has come through and is just really doing very, very well. Six foot, 185 pounds, got a great pitching repertoire as well. So earlier, Josh, we were talking a little bit about probably some like some motivation. And you kind of touched on a couple of things where maybe you even had considered quitting baseball and, and kind of came back from that. And then you also touched on maybe some memorable moments that you've had on the field. And I found one of this really intriguing. You had mentioned that you had won an MVP award. And, and one of the things that you had accomplished while you were pitching was striking out 12 guys in a row, I believe. Talk to us a little bit more, not only about that MVP award, but really what, what happened in this game? The, the, how did you end up striking out 12 guys? Yeah, it was a very memorable moment for me in my life. It was um, my last year on the team before leveling up to Little League. Um, it was our playoff game. It started off as a great game. I, my coach was was um, telling me to throw these. I first warmed up throwing softballs. <laughs> uh, it was a good way to start up. Um, this was before the game. We practiced, and I would throw these softballs, and um, – yeah, so I feel like that, for some reason, really helped me. It was just a bigger ball, and it was – I don't know what, what his technique was in that, but it really sore helped. And when the game started, I remember being really nervous. It was my first playoff game I've ever pitched to, and my coach believed in me. I pitched all season long, and he thought it was my time to shine. And so um, I would start pitching, and – my first pitch, I remember it was a strike. And then I kept, so my thing was, I put my glove next to my face. And my glove at that time was a very special glove because it came from uh, my adopted father. And he, uh, he said uh, someone gave it to him, right? It used to be an old baseball coach. So I took that very heartfully. And um, every pitch I would, I would think to the glove for some reason. I would say, let's do this. And I kept throwing the fastball, and everyone would strike out, and another one. And then the, the umpire behind um, behind the plate, he was he seemed like he knew what he was doing. I mean, he, 
he kept on calling strikes. There was no balls. He he was on point that game. And then um, this person who runs the game, he was there's like a back, and um, it was like an announcement, like an announcer. And every time I would get a strike, he he would say, and there's another one for Josh Fox, and another one, and then it kept on going. Each one, it was like. Three strikeouts, four strikeouts, five strikeouts, six strikeouts. And each inning, my coach would say, how's your arm? And I'd say, it's perfectly fine. I mean, it's it's been the best it's ever been. And I just remember being so happy that um, I reached 12 strikeouts. And when the time I was done, it was the fifth inning. Um, and I ended up retiring at that point for my baseball um pitching wise that game and I would hit and I had gotten a three RBI hit to deep center field um, and we ended up winning that playoff game which eventually led us to the championship that was really really cool man I love that was that was in uh, New Jersey yeah in 2017 okay man what an awesome awesome experience i mean i I mean obviously it made a a lot to you meant a lot to your parents i mean it's something that you have really remembered love the glove who did you eventually find out who was the glove from oh we never found out um and i still have it actually standing right in my room next to my 2017 award that's cool man and i like the let's do this good stuff josh really enjoying this evening man you're a great guy Hey, let me ask you something about your academics, you know, and baseball and health even. How do you balance all three? You know, I mean, it's a big commitment uh, academically, certainly a big commitment athletically. And you also have a commitment just health-wise as well. So what are you doing to really kind of keep everything in perspective and still be successful? Yeah, I. it's a struggle, definitely. Um, uh, even though it might be a struggle – like where I came from, obviously, I always fight it. So what I would do is I'd get extra help after school if I needed to, especially with math. That's one of my breaking points. Um, I will do my work in school when I need to all the time so then I can barely have any homework so then I can practice later on. Um, and that's how it's been for four years. I would get some help that I obviously need to because – I need to succeed for myself, and that's basically where it stands with um, grades. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a straight-A student, but I will say that I try for everything that I do. Absolutely, man. You're doing a fantastic job all the way around. So let me, let me talk about some people that are involved in your life as well. And yeah. uh, let's, let's think athletically. Mm. Have there been any particular players or coaches that have really been influential in your development? Yeah, absolutely. My coach, um, Coach Chris, he was my first coach I've ever met and played with for four reoccurring years during my Cal Ripken time. He helped me throughout my worst times. He knew about my adoption. He knew about, I mean, not adoption, but um, being in foster care. He knew about, he knew about what I was dealing with and, um, he would mentor me in a way. He would show me what baseball was about, about meeting people, about finding true friends, about having fun, about winning, about about everything that I wasn't thinking about in the real world. He would basically 
almost not even have me think about what I was dealing with. That was one of the most, um, most sentimental moments I'm thinking about right now because he definitely changed me. I, he got me so much more open. He has gotten me to the point where now I can talk to anyone. Um, and I feel definitely comfortable with anyone that I talk to, um, really outgoing. And another thing he, uh, did was did the impossible. He made me a lefty catcher. Now tell me where you've seen a lefty catcher at. And uh, <laughs> and it shocked everyone, but I'll tell you, he did a good job. I did what I needed to do as a catcher. Obviously, didn't um, I didn't do that later on in my career because it was it was just something that he thought he can do. He put me on third base because why not? He was a coach that cared so much about me and wanted to see what any other of his players can do. And he did the impossible, and that's what I loved him as a coach. Man, that's cool stuff right there. Really helped in your development as a person as well. I love that. Yeah. And just the, uh, hey, man, no odds are against you. You can just do anything that you, you really kind of put your mind and, and spirit into and, and yeah. just take it on. That's yeah, good that stuff, definitely man. His, that was definitely his goal, too. Yeah, I would say he achieved it. Good stuff, Josh. You're really doing a fantastic job. I got to tell you, I'm enjoying this evening very, very much. So let, let me ask you something else. As, as you're getting ready for games, it, what do you do mentally to kind of flip a switch? You know, and, Or do you have any rituals that you like to go through? Or is it just really a very um, a routine, a, a practice routine, and you like to do the same thing over and over before a game? Yeah, for me, anytime before a game – I'm a big follower in God, and um, that's just my own belief. You know, I don't dishonor people who don't, but for my own self, I do. And um, when it comes to believing in God, it serves me well in baseball, too, I feel. Because um, if I lose, you know, that's not on him. It's just on myself, but at least he's aware that, like, some days I feel like he's actually present and me doing very well so anytime before a game I will do my stretches I will um, just do a quick little kiss you know to the sky I will do um practicing mainly routine practices but I'll add in a couple of my own just from looking at college uh, practice warm-ups that may be not included in our own warm-ups and yeah, that's so when I think about pitching-wise, what turns that switch is everything that I went through is basically my switch. Um, I don't think about it in real life, but I think about it in baseball. So when I turn that switch, it's like I'm doing it for myself, and it's basically how the world works. You do everything for yourself, and um, it's either your choice whether or not you are going to turn that switch, basically. Absolutely, man. Hey, you do have a lot to build off. And I love the, you know, hey, your strength in the Lord. That's outstanding. And I think that the, the best way you can honor God, honor God is just by giving 100%. The outcome is almost meaningless. But man, if you're putting everything into it, what better way can you honor him? That's Absolutely. good stuff right there, Josh. Hey, uh, everyone that's joining again, thank you so much for being here. We absolutely appreciate it. Thank you for supporting Now D1. And thank you for supporting Josh Fox as well by being here. I mentioned earlier that we record this space. One of the reasons we record it certainly is to retweet it, but we also record it because we turn it into a podcast. 
and that podcast is now D1 Speaks. And um, I think it's, it, you know, I think this is going to be episode maybe number 85. And this podcast has really flourished. Our core audience are uncommitted high school, junior college, and transfer portal players, as well as college coaches. And really, our guests have really kind of turned into a combination of college coaches and uncommitted baseball players. I think it's just a, it's a perfect environment to kind of marry the two. Uh, there's no video. We can't show you the accolades on the field, but we can certainly talk about the achievements from the uncommitted players off the field and their makeup. And then the college coaches get an opportunity to really kind of talk about what it is that they're looking for so that you can be a successful ball player at the next level. So if you're interested in this, and I hope you are, Go out and find us. Again, it's now D1 Speaks. We're on every platform that's out there. I hope you subscribe and continue to enjoy it. So, Josh, let me ask you something about your goals. Really, you know, your baseball career primarily. What, what are some short-term goals maybe to finish out the high school season and some long-term goals, really just kind of looking at baseball at the next level? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know that with the proper training and the best training possible, a good pitching program and just a break, I can 100% be a molded creation. My talent is there, but there's so much more improvement, so much more room for improvement within myself, more room for muscle growth, more room for anything a coach can offer that I would take in a heartbeat. I will always give my 100%. So my short-term vision would be majoring in criminal justice as my plan B, as my plan A. But for long term, my vision is playing for any team for the major leagues. You know, that's that's everyone's, that's every kid's dream. My favorite is personally the Mets, and um, yeah, that's that's basically my short term and long term goals. Yeah, absolutely, those are fantastic goals. And I got to tell you, somebody that's six foot, six foot one, 185 pound, left handed pitcher, got three really good pitches, one mixing in a screwball. I think there's a lot to work with there. I love that, Josh. So in order to play, you know, at the next level, there's all, hey, you got to be recruited as well. Maybe yeah. kind of talk to us a little bit about your recruiting experience, wherever it is, and just kind of give us a sense of how it's going. Yeah, so my experience with the recruitment process has just been recently. I'd say I was in a cage. I didn't know about the colleges and these deadlines. And um, I think that's mainly because of moving, because when I was in, Bayonne, New Jersey, I remember being in Little League, and um, the last game before my high school, this was in the like um, springtime, fall, somewhere in that, um, I remember Coach Hoffman, he was the head coach, still is at Bayonne High School. I remember um, I would use this screwball against his son, who was also a year older, and I ended up striking him out. And at that game, our that coach pulled me aside at the end and said, hey, would you like to join us for our baseball high school workouts? And I was like, sure, I would thank you so much for this opportunity. And then later on, I had to tell him that I was moving to Pennsylvania. He tried every way he can to have me stay in um, Bayonne because he thought of me as a future prospect. And um, that that's what goes for recruiting-wise, as in, I didn't know about this. Um, forwarding now, since it's been very recent, um, I'm looking at a couple schools up in New York, whether it's D2, D3, or JUCO schools. Um, personally, one will be Plattsburgh University, uh, D3 up in New York, um, 
Sonny Sullivan, Juco. Um, that's a that's ranked twenty three in New York, um, and Mount Saint Vincent, which is in New York. Um, that's that's my recruiting so far. A couple offers, um, but if a D one coach said we have a great program, come with us, and you know a D three coach said we will offer you a spot on a team on a roster with a good pitching program, I'm gonna take that D three. You know because I definitely need to make a mark for myself with any chance I can get to pitch. To me, the level doesn't matter. That's like saying you know like a poor kid can't be rich, but he definitely most. Most definitely can. I can take a spin off this quote. If you build it, build yourself, they will find you. Like in the movie, uh, I just need a chance to play as much as I can to improve while also having a program that can take care of my arm, which is like my heart and soul. Yeah, absolutely, Josh. There's no question about it. You just need an opportunity, man. That's why I'm so happy that you're on this show. You never know what may happen and come of this as well. Um, let me ask you something. And and again, man, this has just been an awesome, really, a, I have really, really appreciated the time that we've been able to spend together. I think you got a tremendous future. I mean, you got such a great story and uh, you got a great confidence about yourself. Um, I, I love your passion. I think that you were really, really blessed to find the foster parents that turned into your adopted parents that are really just your parents now. And I think that's so cool. And obviously a loving family. You think back to your grandfather teaching you a pitch, the glove, you know, being rewarded for your efforts with the MVP award that you, that you won for the coaches as well. And then just having that a memorable event. I think you just got a lot to build off of. You're, you're just doing extremely well for yourself. And I think you just got a tremendously bright future. There's no question. I mean, you got a nice level way about yourself when you're talking, a sense of maturity. You're, you're really, you have a lot to offer, Josh. And I think the, the um, what's to come next is literally just beginning for you. So with, with kind of with all that in mind, though, I would, we do need to wrap it up. And I would say, and I, I got to believe you're going to have some really great advice. It's one of my favorite questions. You know, if you had the opportunity to talk to someone younger, you know, kind of maybe think back to little league days, you know, and, and you know, and, and the story that you were you were telling about yourself as well. And there's some kids that are really good at baseball and they want to be good for as long as they can be. What, what kind of advice would you really give a younger kid? Yeah, um, my advice is make a bang for yourself. Um, when you hear a gunshot, your head is turning. So make a bang for yourself. Make people's head turn. Stay humbled. Stay focused. And let yourself be a beast in the game and a student outside of the game. When it comes to athletics and um, when it comes to academics, don't be an athletic student. You, you need to be a student athlete. Um, it's two different life experiences. Um, if you're not feeling adrenaline in your system before a game, you're just not playing it right, simply. And what you need to do is just get pumped, be voted, not for anyone but yourself. It's you versus out everyone out there. A coach can only help you out so much. And you need to make connections, whether it's a teacher, a friend, a coach. And I never knew about all these college headlines or anything, so do your research 100%. One thing that I've heard a million times is never give up, and I take this to like a heartbeat. Like I take this to my heart because um, I didn't. And um, I like, let's say I learned to surf in four days, not from swimming lessons and paying 
money, $200, $400, but by watching the wise seniors surf. And um, you, you have to think, like, they know what they're doing. And I followed the same arm movement. I followed how to get up. I followed how to balance and went to that advice for them to do better. So don't be afraid to ask questions because nobody else is asking it. Think about if anyone else is thinking the same way you are. Be different. Be respectful. Be a beast and never let yourself go down without a fight. Put 100% effort in. And that's great advice. Be, be a beast. Let's do this. Baseball in my heart. I tell you, man. You're on the right track. And again, Josh, I've absolutely enjoyed this evening. And, and I hope you have as well. Oh, I've most definitely had. I enjoy being on here. With, this is a great opportunity, and I appreciate this so much. Hey, well, thank you so much for those kind words. And I really can't think of a better way to, to kind of end this evening. So everyone, again, who joined, thank you very much for being here. We look forward to you coming on again tomorrow night. And I hope you will go out and find Now D1 and uh, Now D1 Speaks and subscribe. So thank you very much and good night. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution, trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast.